0: Hello, and welcome to the Champagne, Champagne Room Secrets podcast. podcast.
1: The podcast where two hilarious sex workers give you a peek behind the curtain into the adult industry
0: via personal
1: anecdotes, content analysis, and sometimes interviews.
0: Wow, that was good. Thank you. You didn't even read it. You just held it nearby. I am Candy slash Barbie. And I am Kitty.
1: We're here in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. I made us a little... It's like a caffeine mocktail.
0: Oh, what caffeine is in it? It's like this little drink powder. It's like strawberry dragon fruit. I love that. It reminds me of a canceled places refresher.
1: I did like... Oh, that's yummy. The little bit of the powder, because the too much. It's very like fake sugar. So it's like, yeah. you do too much. It's just like way too strong. And then it was club soda and Sprite yeah Sprite because I know you love a crispy good Sprite I I learned that about you the other day everyone has
0: been treating me to a little Sprite and now I'm like I need to tell people to back off because I gotta save it for bad days because
1: you've been sick okay we're congested we've been sick actually and it's not because of other reasons
0: well it's both (laughs) We need to stop talking about that habit on here because we're gonna get arrested.
1: So this is a comedy podcast. This is a joke. You're
0: allowed to make a joke. We can't joke about anything anymore. The woke left. We can't joke about anything. We just said we're not gonna blow out the mic, and I totally just get it. Are <laughs> you <laughs> looking at my feet? I wore socks. Me too. Oh, okay. So I did decide I'm willing to show feet. If okay, we, but we need to set a price. Mm. How much would you be willing to have a, a foot? episode four to free these tips (laughs) (laughs) free the toes
1: free the (laughs) toes listen, you guys, podcasting is expensive. A thousand dollars would go very far in paying for
0: all of the equipment that is yeah. lighting and recording us. <laughs> That's really true. You, am... You've bought two cameras in the time that we've done well, this. Well, I returned
1: the first camera. Oh, you, okay. I bought that. I think our camera was like 800. The lights were like 80. Yeah. The mics were like 600. Neon. That was like 300? It was two something. If someone wanted, you know, here's, yeah, if someone wanted to like give me enough to pay
0: off all, all of the podcast equipment. We'll do one episode with toes we'll out do one episode of toes out and that is a
1: promise and
0: i'll sit like this so they're
1: i'll sit like this <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a dan schneider sitcom
0: when the kids no <laughs> for five thousand dollars we'll make a new logo and it's just feet <laughs> prints like nickelodeon used to <laughs> This is kind of like a casual episode today. It really is, Kitty. Do you have a champagne secret of the week? I do have a champagne <gasps> secret of the week. So my champagne secret was for last week, but we never get to it with guests, and I think that's fine. My champagne secret of the week is a holdover from our interview with Janie Blade that just was released, released, mostly on time. Mostly on time. Okay. I also think uh, you gotta stop knocking on our doors begging for these episodes on Mondays. It's not gonna happen. I'm <gasps> tired of no, all the comments. Look calls the emails <laughs> yes we say monday but you know what it's monday-ish stop calling stop calling us stop writing me snail mail it's really hard when you're like monday 10 a.m where's it's my really episode hard when you're an international podcast
1: star and everyone just wants the content from you
0: when we get that five thousand dollars and change <laughs> our logo to a feet logo maybe it'll come out on mondays no. cc shows toe beans every episode
1: Tozy wozy she has the cutest beans. I know I am, like, biased, but her beans are so good. Well, they're extra pink. They're so
0: cute. They Little pinto beans.
1: Um, okay, wait, sorry, I interrupted,
0: I interrupted oh. you. No, I interrupted me. My champagne.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. These <You laughs> have <laughs> caffeine in them. <laughs> I can't deal with you
0: sometimes. My champagne secret of the week is sleepover based i had a memory i I thought there was a better word for memory so you have a vision a brain blast a vision from brain blast okay jimmy Neutron, what happened i think the first time that like i admitted to myself that i liked girls was at a sleepover it was my 13th birthday and the party started boys and girls and we played truth or dare as you do and i had a dare where i had to hump a girl
1: you had to hump
0: i humped a girl and i was like you guys were 13 that's crazy this
1: is little kids are such fucking pervs i
0: know it was so bad Oh, my God. It was nuts. And it's so inappropriate to think did about now. <laughs> Allegedly, two 13-year-old children did, like, a one-pump hump in front of the other party goers at my birthday party. And I thought that was incredible. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> And then later, the boys left and we had a sleepover. The girl and I were, like, cuddling on a love seat because you're small when you're a child yeah yeah and like that's where we were supposed to sleep but i couldn't sleep i was so excited i was just lying there like fucking electric and i'm like what is this feeling it was great so i realized that i like girls at a sleepover which is pretty classic yeah that's my secret okay what's your champagne secret of the week
1: i wonder if i should have you shut your eyes yeah shut your eyes (laughs) oh my god
0: this just came in a lot of noise this just came in look look (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did you order that like right away when the yeah. movie came out
1: it Honestly, just came it's yesterday. pretty
0: cute oh my god that's so funny you No, know,
1: i pre-ordered it so i knew yeah. it wasn't going to get delivered and i'm like oh my god i bet they're like all sold out it's gonna be a collector item no you can like literally still buy it so my creepy dolls my like shelf up there they need it's too femme. They need a man up there. We need Ken. I loved brian gosling as yeah. Ken. Yeah.
0: Well, what a fun episode talking about nothing that is a topic for our show. Everything's a topic because it is. Wait, mean we're workers.
1: <laughs> we're working right now.
0: This is work.
1: Should well, I get into this? Do you want to this? talk first? Okay, so I went on a little trip. I guess like two weeks ago. Billy Bob and I had a cute little little trip, and I saw a client. And I don't want to like go into the session too much because honestly it was like pretty uneventful. Like I'd seen this person before. We hung up beforehand. We did this like weird little like, immersive art experience that was, like, so bad and goofy. And I kind of knew it would be, but I thought it'd be really fun to go with someone and just, okay. like, roast it. And be. Um, and was he
0: game? Like, he was... It
1: was his idea. Oh, I love. No, he's so sweet. Like, no, it was just, like, it was a really, really sweet day. And, you know, we got to the hotel and we're, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, X, Y, xyz And, like, mid- <laughs> mid-session, we're, like, you-, you, like, take breaks and talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, I feel like I'm having a religious experience.
0: Aww. like just having normal sex he's having a religious that's really sweet and cool that yeah. Yeah, he likes you that much i think that means that like i'm just
1: a pussy type <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna roll your eyes he's like oh my god this is gonna go straight to your head i'm gonna have to deal with it i mean that's awesome for <laughs> him, but oh my god i'm like you are way too nice to me sir <sighs> Okay, so I I, like what I want to talk about next is not like strictly sex work related, but it did kind of like it's brought up some ideas for how I think about just sex in general. And I had an experience with somebody non work related. So this was on like personal time, unpaid time. It was someone I had not met before. and it was not great and it wasn't like it wasn't horrible i didn't like actually feel in danger it was just one of those situations that like women know very well or anyone who hooks up with like men know very well Mm -hmm. of like they keep trying to inch you closer and closer to like going over your boundary yeah even though you keep you you as much as you can you keep saying like no like I don't really want that and they're like okay oh my god yeah whatever and then they just keep doing it mm-hmm. and they're almost like and I don't know how intentional it is I guess it depends on the person but it's like almost like a little brainwashy or like a little I don't know like gaslighty yeah. it's like yeah, like, yeah of course they would never make you uncomfortable and then they just like continue go, and then they just like continue and you're like wait a second I thought I thought you said you wouldn't I don't know it just like had me had a weird moment because like in my experience as a sex worker i've honestly like never been and this is only my experience It's my experience for the past year. I will say this is something that happens a lot when I worked in strip clubs, Mm -hmm. the pushing of the boundaries because there are such strict boundaries because we're in public and we can't do like super, super sexual things because it's like against the law and like whatever. So like this definitely happens in strip clubs, but you're not like naked with someone at a strip club. Yeah. Like I had like bikinis on and shit like that. And there's also other people around and it's like you're in public. I don't know. But like in my year of being an escort, I have not worked with anyone who has like push my boundaries who has like once I set a boundary they tried to like get around it or like try to like convince me of it and I have like I'm very selective with my clients like I'm very picky I have high rates and I have a lot of privilege to be able to do those things but it was kind of odd like to contrast like the day before having this client that is like super respectful also like doesn't matter but like very hot <laughs> like you know like it's like all around like a great experience and then like the following day doing something in my personal life and then just like not being respected mm-hmm. and like it was like such like a mind fuck I was like what do you mean I'm like he was like very like dom dom dominant well, daddy that's a I'm
0: a dom. yes yeah. and I was like
1: very clear on like I am a not submissive mm-hmm do I switch sometimes absolutely with like people that I trust like with men that I trust yeah but it's like you have to show me some vulnerability first like I am not someone who is yeah. like and I'm not I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna try to fucking dominate you do you remember that guy in Hawaii that I hooked up with
0: oh fuck him I can't I mean, this is actually really funny I never talked about yeah, it on the podcast okay. this is another good example though
1: yeah so I was in Hawaii my dad lives there I know he's like <sighs> problematic problematic I know that but my dad lives there so I was facing Hawaii and- your dad's canceled my dad is can't yes please <laughs> someone let him know and I was like out with like my family and then I ended up meeting this guy because I was like tired of paying for my own drinks and I was like okay this is like because I'm also like during the time I went I was like doing really well at work which means yeah. I was throwing around money a lot and like just paying for dinners and shit for sure like that's why I'm so bad at money because like when I have it I just want to spend it on people yes. I love paying I, yes, love yes, up yes. The bill. I love paying for things and I was like you know what I'm gonna make some guy pay for my drinks because like yeah. fuck that and we end up talking I didn't really even like him and I was like kind of drunk but I was like kind of bored and I was like I don't know I could go hook up with this guy whatever he comes back to the place I was staying and we kind of like making out and I think I made like a joke about being dominant which I am yeah. but I just like made some kind of like off handed thing again I don't totally remember and then he stops and he's like well I'm not submissive and I'm like sir, you are not paying me to dominate you. Like, I don't know what you think is going to happen right yeah. now. Maybe I like, I don't know. Maybe it was like a bit him or something. I, anything I did, it was like kind of playful. Yeah. It was never like, get on your knees and suck my toes. It wasn't like anything <laughs> like that. And and like, I'm sorry, sir. Look at the situation right now. Look at you and look at me. What is, I mean, this is a
0: gift. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> you weren't saying, you have to be submissive no, for this to all. continue to happen. You're just sharing something about you to see yeah. if it
1: works. Right. I was just like sharing stuff. and Making it was a little like, more
0: fun for you. He got
1: so uncomfortable and he's like, well, I'm not
0: submissive. Like, fuck this. And he left. He didn't even let like... Let it be a conversation. No. He was just like, there's no way this is going forward.
1: Yeah. Even though I just, like, I was not trying to do anything kinky. I was not whatever, but like, and maybe it was the same the boundaries thing. Maybe he, like, was like, oh my God, this woman is, like, too, I don't know, like, strong and, like, maybe just strong in general. Just yeah. be like, because I am very commanding. Yeah. Not to say I'm always like, a dominant but I am very like hey I like xyz and I'm very
0: like honest with people well and that's not very common in like hookup culture yes I will say yeah I feel like hookup culture often doesn't have like super clear communication around what you want what you don't what's yeah. pleasurable what's not and right that's
1: and like through this work I'm like that's the whole fucking job of being an escort I'm like I'm constantly like okay what are all your things that you like and don't like here's all my things that I like and don't like and let's like make those work in a way that's like a service to you like and make it a good enough time so it's just weird because like I have not had this experience I don't think in the Bay Area I mean these are all like instances where I traveled. that's true which is interesting well, also a question Did both of them know that you were a worker? So the guy from a few weeks ago did. The guy from Hawaii... Yes, I think so. Because I I don't shut the fire. You're not
0: quiet about it. Well, I'm just... Because I'm wondering if that also changes, like, how a man will approach you. I do think, like, there's a lot of sexism tied into horophobia.
1: No, I I see what you're saying. And, like, I'm not totally sure. Because in both situations, I was on substances. So my brain was not the clearest. But that's also,
0: like makes it a little darker you know yeah
1: well because it's like dang like if I was more on these substances and like less able to communicate I don't know like exactly I've been very lucky as like I don't like I've never dealt with sexual assault I've had like a few like close calls that like literally I have like lied and like ran away or gotten out of yeah Um, but I think that's like rare like I think like most people I think a lot
0: of people go through experiences that Yeah. Are related to assault. And it's an awful, horrible thing. It is. But it is like, it's not always the really overt thing you see a lot in like movies and TV. No, yeah. A lot of the times it starts with or just is that constant like, Pushing of boundaries and that's just that's
1: just nuts. It's just nuts. Like I had a friend recently. We hung out and she was talking about this guy she was seeing and then mentioned how like yeah, I was kind of mad at him because you know like I had told him one night when he was over I didn't really want to have sex mm-hmm. and then like a massage was happening and then he was like initiating sex and Ugh, she's like I so just fucking annoying she's like well like I wasn't like a but like
0: I just went along with it I'm like that's not but that's the whole thing is like I think people who like to have sex with men are socialized to go along with things right it's,
1: it's easier just to go along with it than to sit there and and assert your boundaries and be kind of a bitch or It's also more dangerous to be assertive. It is. And also, like, when you start to be assertive and have that denied, then it's like, okay, now you're being assaulted. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's almost like that's like, it's like the in between. You're like, I don't want to be assaulted. So I'm just going to be, I'm just going to dissociate and be okay with it happening. So I don't have that experience of being assaulted. I can deal
0: with those feelings later. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been kind of in both. Uh corners of like the boundaries pushing and you kind of just not necessarily choose to go with it but maybe that's like the most comfortable right adjacent adjacent. well it's a path It's it's a path of least resistance it's a way of going through it or having like been asserted at assertive Sometimes that goes fine. Sometimes it doesn't. And neither is fucking good. But the problem is the person constantly pushing boundaries. Right. And that's bonkers.
1: And it's just crazy because, like, I had this, like, great date with a client who would, like, as far as I know, have seen him a few times, like, would never dream of doing that. And kind of, like, lets me lead. And I'm not saying you always, like, in, like, you know, heterosexual, sexual situations, you always, like, need to, like, let the woman lead or whatever. But it was just so, like, I'm obviously the one who, like doesn't have power in the situation Mm -hmm. because I'm smaller and I'm not that strong and I'm like whatever. So I just feel like in situations like that, like you should whoever's like physically not as willing to protect themselves, like you should kind of let them lead. Like
0: this is a whole conversation. Yeah. I mean at the end it's consent at the end of the day. But also like I feel like in hookup situations, hookup culture in general, there's less conversation about consent. There's less conversation about like understanding power yeah dynamics and it's really gross i do think like the whole like i'm a dom man thing i'm a dom you see it's it's so fucking cringe
1: uh, and like you did not like i don't care like i have met doms like male doms that are fucking great and yeah like friendly and friends and like that's awesome it's like do I want them to dominate me not really but like I love that that's a thing and because I do know women who are super submissive and want that and so it's great that that is available to them I'm like that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. You feel safe to like be, because like being in sub, being in subspace and doing all these things is like so like special to a lot of people. That's not my experience yeah. at all. But like I can see that it's someone else's experience. So I appreciate it as a thing. But when like this man kept saying like, good girl. And I would constantly be like, don't call me that. I'm not your good girl. It was just like so gross. And he would just like reach to touch me. I'm like, no, no. He was like trying to like go down on me. And then I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm going to, like, go down on you. And I was like, did you ask? And he's like, can I go down on you? I'm like, no. And I was like, sir, what are you doing? It was like, I have had to, like, the past, like, hour, two hours, I have to constantly be like, stop. Don't do that. Don't grab me there. Whatever. And, like, I feel like I'm unique and I'm able to do that. Like, also, like, in the situation, I don't want to go too much into the context. But it's like, the context allowed me to, like, be a little more bitchy because i didn't actually feel in danger but it was just like exhausting yeah it was exhausting i'm like what is not clicking and it, he kept kind of trying to treat he, it felt like he was like trying to treat me like i'm trying to impress him i'm like uh, maybe sir,
0: well maybe he thought it was like a brat taming situation but it's like we didn't talk about that like i told him also you're not acting that way no not being like being a brat versus just saying no are completely different things yeah i
1: wasn't like no i was like well, that- no <laughs>
0: I know that would be fucking annoying but no I know that but like
1: I just was very much like don't do that yeah don't talk to me about that like did I say you could do that no and he was like nagging me and this was like earlier in the night and I was like why are you nagging me like this is I guess it's a thing where like when I have clients they like treat me like I'm like a goddess like that they are blessed that I'm in their presence and I'm not saying like I'm actually that important just like that and then when I am with a man who's not even like paying me to be around him. He's approaching the situation like he's the god and I'm lucky to be around him. I'm like I'm sorry, sir? That's very Hello?
0: Very entitled. It's so entitled and weird. Thinking specifically of like like dominant men who push boundaries, which goes like fully against like often their stated philosophy, which is really fucking annoying. It's like an embarrassing theme. It's so so embarrassing and i feel like i i mean it was definitely more popular with men in general when i was really engaged in being submissive yeah um and i've had great experiences with dominant men and a lot of the times it's because they don't approach or like uh one of my like early dating experiences the first time i kissed a boyfriend who i had for uh, on and off for a couple of years he did something that was like technically not appropriate but made s- sense like we were having our first kiss I remember he like held the back of my head and then like slowly started to pull my hair and I pulled away and he was like is that okay and I was like oh like I fucking loved it and I realized like that's not totally appropriate but that was an easy transition into like yeah building a dynamic in which um he was dominant and i was submissive yeah and like there's been something small and subtle like that and i do think if i said no he would have stopped which yeah, is great yeah yeah and he would have like
1: kind of a testy boundary it was a testy boundary thing. thing but it was like
0: a very slow thing where like i would have had the chance to stop it at some point yeah that's a weird yeah that's a weird testy boundary thing that just happened to work but then i've had like engaged in play with a dominant person we had agreed upon terms very consent driven even like someone known for being a dominant person Mm -hmm. and still like pushed my boundaries and made situations like really uncomfortable and really bad and it just like doesn't make sense for me i don't feel at all comfortable doing that when i'm dominant i'm almost like a little tentative because i'm not even that confident yet in being dominant with people that are new in my life but i've never had a queer person the gender queer mm-hmm. spectrum people yeah. or women have never done that when I've engaged and play with them.
1: I will say my scenario was a group situation, and the other woman involved time she was about to lay a hand on me, she would ask my consent, even just like, oh, can I touch your hair? Can I touch your arm? and to contrast this with this like man who was just so like assuming that I was gonna fall into place, even though I gave no <laughs> indica- no indication. It was just exhausting. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, why is the power not working like why do I feel so powerful and so in control of these situations where men are literally paying to be in my presence and I feel so respected and safe in a job where so many people like oh my god are you safe like and I get it like well human trafficking there's a lot of
0: layers all the
1: time people when I tell them what I do if I open up and they're like well do you feel safe like do you share your location like all these fucking things and I'm like I feel the most safe with someone paying for me and not like with a random fucking man who could overpower me if he decides I'm actually being too much of a brat and he's actually going to overpower me and actually going to take what he wants I don't feel like that with clients yeah and it's just like kind of crazy because I've been like I've been like ruminating on this experience since then I talked to my therapist about it and I'm just like it just is like weird because it almost like breaks this like idea I have in myself because I feel so powerful in queer spaces which we exist in a lot and in my work that like the idea of like someone kind of chipping away at that like oh shit i guess i am kind of vulnerable like i guess like yeah i guess i am like not as strong as i think i am like physically like you know yeah, because yeah, like yeah, yeah. this man was not listening to me you he know was what not listening i will say i me. have a
0: similar thing and it's even more broad because again most of our social time and we spend a lot of time together mm. and when we don't spend time together we usually I'm know crying. we usually know the other people that we're hanging out with <laughs> i have you on location I'm like where's kitty why did you lie to me <laughs> we have like a almost circle overlap of friends at this point in our lives. And when we're hanging out, it's with close friends in safe spaces or we go to queer spaces, mostly places we already know. Yeah. And like my whole life is kind of built around my comfort as a queer person and so when I have to go out into these exterior realms I am appalled with people's behavior people are so fucking rude and like I don't interact with a lot of men in general that doesn't involve work Yeah, and I'm just like I'm blown away I'm blown away with how people exist in this world they're so fucking rude boundaries don't fucking exist for some people and it drives me insane because
1: then also you're getting into dominant work where like you are also liable essentially
0: for people's boundaries like that's you, true you absolutely have yeah. to respect people's boundaries and i will say i've gotten boundary pushing in the two whole sessions I've done and it's always about eating pussy (laughs) oh they want to do that both of them really wanted to eat me out and I'm like the underwear's on for a reason I don't want that first of all because you're gonna be bad at it
1: listen I have a my hot take on going down I I think it's gross when guys are too into it I think it's like weird and icky yeah why do you like it that much I'm not like a sandwich some people are just too into it and I think it's either because like you're gross and you're treating me like an object or you're gonna win some kind of like award for being good at it for like
0: making me come and i'm like that's not gonna happen this is a very interesting take and i don't know what to say because i like to do that but i'm not a man i like it in a gay way <laughs> but you just don't really like that
1: i don't like receiving it and that's fine i just feel disconnected and weird
0: yeah and then it's like disconnected yeah yeah i think for me it icks me out because i similar i feel like they're trying To flip the power dynamic.
1: And that's different for you, too, because you have such a strong power dynamic in your book. That's true.
0: That's supposed to be how it is. Yeah. And I do think maybe sometimes they're thinking of it as service, but I'm like, first of all, we didn't agree on it no as always in the last 10 minutes <laughs> you're
1: like and that's for you like i don't want that like that's I, for it's you It's for you, and
0: i don't want that and if it was something agreed upon maybe i like i mean like face sitting and like smothering and stuff that makes sense in the context yeah i
1: just i always feel like it's selfish i feel like when guys are very passionate about going down on you it's selfish like i think it's selfish it gives me the ick i don't like it
0: that's very funny to me
1: because they ask me if i want it i say no and then they keep pushing and i'm like and this is like not like pushing in a boundaries no way, but, but saying like, like oh like, i'm gonna be so you fucking. sure you don't like i'm really good at it i'm like no you just want to do it because you want to do it i don't want you to do it yeah you're not even asking me what i want you to do because you think like most women like this which maybe they do maybe like i'm an outlier but it's like if i say i'm not that into it then stop offering it to me yeah i'll tell you if i want you to do it
0: i guess in general i really don't like it when a man's like i'm gonna make you feel so so good because i'm like i think i've slept with
1: what's your body count
0: if i think about like people who are cis men and probably still feel that way today yeah maybe 40 but that was also very short amount of time that's honestly
1: impressive my body count was very low before i started sex yeah, well, you know what i think it was like 13 and that's like with couples
0: because <laughs> <laughs> i'm counting people that i've had threesomes with and there's a lot of talk of i'm gonna make you feel so good and granted like we were all probably a bit younger at that time and it was so rare for anyone to match their talk it's no. the ones that move in silence
1: Exactly. but
0: I think about it sometimes, like thinking about dating men. But I do think they like me a lot less these days. First of all, because I'm not 19. You nasties. <laughs> I'm bigger. My look is more alternative. I definitely lean more dominant. I have a queer gender situation. You're
1: also a bad bitch.
0: <laughs> Weird. But like men just don't like me that much anymore. And maybe it's because I put off the vibe of I fucking hate them. Yeah. But you do give off. vibe. <laughs> I think about it sometimes and I think about, man, it would take a real special one to get me excited to leave the house.
1: I know. It's kind of weird when like on TikTok and all these like women are just like up in arms about like being single or like these men doing this and that. I'm like, you could not fucking pay me to be that upset about a man most men can't even clean their fucking ass like what girl stop
0: yeah yeah
1: I, I need to know. take you to a gay bar right the fuck now I'm gonna find you a hot femme or a hot butch I don't know whatever you're into we'll figure it out I here's the thing I don't really believe in straight people yeah There people talk about bi erasure no straight erasure that's my platform and <laughs> it sounds like very much like the other side's argument but I do feel like you choose to be straight I feel like everyone is born gay and you're choosing to be like straight like vanilla like all these like things that are kind of like like heteronormative or hegemonic ideals like mm-hmm. i feel like you choose to live life that here's my thing you're fun or you're not fun <laughs> most straight people are not fun and that's why i don't want to hang out with them it's the true binary it is yes. we need to fix this yeah. we need to fix this right now and come that, make out with me and that's our presidential platform we need to make all women gay <laughs> I will say really quick going back. uh, We're not really going back. We like continue. I hate, I think like the also like going down, like the eating pussy thing. Yeah. I hate when someone presents something like they're doing a favor for you, but it's just what they want to do. Exactly. It's like, no, 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 no. And this goes with anything. It go like Billy Bob used to call me out a lot for this because I'd like ask him to do stuff for me. And I would try to like convince him that's like a good idea. He's like, you just want me to do a favor. Just say it and say thank you.
0: (laughs) But like I'm a Scorpio. So I'm
1: always trying to like, manipulate well like i think it'd be really good if we you know bought a bunch of like bulk rice for our kitchen and like it would really help the economy and all these things he's like just say you want me to buy a bunch of just say it just yeah. say that's what you want and i'll make it happen but don't like pretend like you've thought of this thing that's it's actually really good for me and it's i'm really
0: fucking annoying just be straightforward
1: just be straightforward it's and it's like hard. if someone tells you they don't like something yeah just believe them and then if they actually come up later it's like actually like i kind of like this play thing where i say I'm not into this but like I kind of want you to push my boundary that is safe and totally fine but like have that fucking conversation and we're just like not having these like heavy consent conversations with normal unpaid hookups okay okay we talked a lot
0: we talked a lot we're gonna have a little palate cleanser so we've got a listener story and i just want to clarify these are worker stories not client stories
1: right now we are only interested in sex worker stories
0: i think it's cool that people who are clients listen and i love that and maybe that's something we'll be interested in later but right Right now,
1: now it's really about like platforming sex workers and sex worker stories
0: so this is a story from a friend of ours who listens sometimes and they used to be a pro dom and they worked in a dungeon so we got a little quick backstory in my 20s i lived in new york and was very broke I had started exploring kink and the kink scene with my partner of a few years before getting to New York. And so when I was on Craigslist looking for jobs, I saw a post for a pro dom at a local dungeon. I figured I might as well do that. The application for the job was just to write a detailed story about what I would do to a sub who loved Golden showers in a session. <laughs> I flexed my bachelor's and wrote a pretty epic story and emailed it to the mistress who had posted the Craigslist ad. I almost immediately got a very short, poorly written and eager reply asking if I could meet for an in-person interview the next day. Obviously, I knew in my heart It was from a man and not a mistress. So I said I would meet for coffee and not at the dungeon trying to avoid getting murdered. The interview process can be a story for another podcast but anyway our friend ended up getting hired at a dungeon and here are some of their work stories there were a few iconic clients at the dungeon some i met or had sessions with and others i heard about in the lounge locker room where the other pro doms and subs all hung out and chain smoked and waited for sessions to be a fly on that wall just yeah like, just a bunch of hotties Fuck.
1: sitting there stroking their strap-ons sharpening their whips <laughs>
0: We had a few human toilets who came in. That is exactly as it sounds. Everyone was stoked when Toilet Jim came in. His fetish... (laughs) His, fet- his fetish was to be used toilet as a toilet gym. by all the mistresses he would get set up in the back room with a hospital toilet bench over him remove the bucket and just lay on his back face up under it
1: i'll draw toilet jim gym.
0: toilet jim gym getting <laughs> memorialized we'd all take turns going in and peeing on his face in exchange for a 20 dollars bill from the stack of cash he had in his damp hand when we heard he was coming in one of us would run to Dwayne reed and grab a few of those gallon water drugs so we could hydrate like crazy the dungeon could really be slow on a weekday shift so drinking water and earning 60 and your downtime was nice
1: i hope they also were doing electrolytes
0: so that is one thing with doing golden showers is it's actually not that great to drink a ton of water in one go in preparation because you really fuck your body up. Um, So the best thing to do is just stay hydrated throughout the whole day. And you know what? I do think that client that I peed on really loved it because I stayed hydrated all day. I only had one drink beforehand and i also on top of water drink a ton of coconut water so stay hydrated
1: you know i don't know if i could pee on someone
0: are you a shy because i've seen you pee in the street so many times i
1: didn't say it was a shy peer. i just don't want someone to know what my pee smells like that's fair it's not that it smells bad i just don't want them to know
0: gatekeep this is a story you've heard and you hate it but i'm oh gonna tell God, it. i know what story this <laughs> is one guy i'm glad i never met was the tooth fairy <sighs> he was known among the local dungeons for seeking out women who would let him extract a tooth in exchange for several thousand dollars most of the gals i knew avoided him and felt bad for women desperate enough to reply to his ads that he put on craigslist since it was a pretty rough fucking exchange that's Fucking- this is like a creepy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> this is a creepy pasta. <laughs> this should be on Reddit, okay? <laughs> One mistress at Pandora's where I worked had a bad tooth and she was gonna have to get it pulled anyway, so she hit him up, got four k, and used it to pay for her actual dental work. Oh, that's so dark. <sighs> It's so dark. I just think of like I just picture uh, like it makes old, me kinda gag.
1: I know. I think of like old London.
0: No, yeah, that's England. exactly where I it's Oh, come over here, ladies, we're gonna pull your teeth. That's <laughs> like the ripper feeling. You know what? And Libus you know they did that in Les Mis times. Oh. Well, didn't
1: um, Eponine give a tooth? She got her hair cut she off. She gave a tooth at one point. Did she at give one a point. tooth? Movie Honestly, version. I only saw Les Mis in theaters. Ooh, rough. Sorry, you had to do that. I love watching the memes, though, of Russell
0: Crowe trying to sing. Prisoner 601. I don't know. I don't know the words. I'm sorry. I don't That's know fine, Les Mis. Okay. I stole some bread. <laughs> I know. Both of them. I can't. S-
1: oh, How many plays and musicals and movies are about someone stealing bread
0: oh actually every single one that's the basis of modern <laughs> theater is stealing bread <laughs> annie uh, she stole some bread anything goes anything goes when you steal some bread
1: <laughs> steal some bread
0: thoroughly modern millie manhattan i stole <laughs> some bread <laughs> She stole bread to, in her too late town where the light is always red she <laughs> stole <laughs> some bread that <laughs> rhymes in in too late town where i stole some bread <laughs> Um, last story. (laughs) Okay.
1: You guys were still recovering from being sick. Okay, this is
0: not okay. Last one. Smoking Steven. This guy was brutal because... It was such good money we got 85 dollars plus an hour and most clients tipped on top of that and steven was almost always three hours or more and tipped well you'd be wrecked at the end of the session because his fetish was being in elaborate bondage which he did himself wearing a ball gag with a tube in it so that a dom could chain smoke cigarettes and blow the smoke and ash into the tube that's honestly pretty hot but three hours is so long
1: is he okay because i'm
0: like i like to have a cigarette when i drink yeah but i think the most i'll have in a Bender is three.
1: I can't even smoke one. I've tried.
0: Yeah. I wonder if he evolved to vapes. Anyway, the reason it was actually three plus hours because he wanted, aka his real, his real kink. In my humble opinion, was to have a young hot woman trapped in a room with him so he could talk about his indie music collection and concert history. It, that's my hookup history. That's
1: sadomasochism right that's there. Fucking dark. That is dominating.
0: I wanna push you New around. around. <laughs>
1: Pen, we still love you. I'm having
0: war flashbacks. And by war, I mean being a teenager.
1: That's like the war. Right.
0: World war me, baby. She <laughs> just all those memes of like, a guy has to go do like a whole ayahuasca trip to realize things we girls realized at 14. Guys with podcasts discussing things we talked about at 13-year-old slumber yeah. parties yeah. when we were humping our friends. I have the unlucky combo of being a cute indie girl back then who also smoked, so the front desk woman... <laughs> would always tap me in i'd be coughing for days but i would usually make my whole month's rent in one session wow powerful yeah. okay you... thank you guys bye. so much for listening and or watching we appreciate
1: all of you if you don't mind giving us a little subscribe wherever you're listening a, s- a subs give us a little subs
0: a little likey a little likey a yeah. comment comment if you want to see feet all uh, right well, bye
1: we love and miss you see you later Do we even know any straight people?
0: I think allegedly. But I don't